0: this episode comes with a content warning and brushes up against topics that could be triggering for our audience. You'll find specific details in the show notes. Please take care when listening. Welcome to another episode of WA Exposé, a podcast about local arts by local artists. I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the absolute privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Noongar Budja. My guest today took the phenomenon of twerking and turned it into a local women's empowerment art form. Twerk Noir empowers through expressive movement, education and programs that are delivered in an encouraging and inclusive environment to promote growth, acceptance, community and cultural understanding. Here with me is the creative director of Twerk Noir, a woman who's quite literally shaking up the scene. Nia, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being on the show. We have done that intro about 900 times yeah, I'm now. I'm so excited still. <laughs> Every single time it's just like gets like less and less impressive. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's perfect. Oh, that's very kind. Um, <laughs> I wanted to obviously talk about Twerk Noir and everything that you're doing there. But of course, first, let's start with the only question that I have for the show, which is why dancing?
1: Why dancing? So for me, Uh, besides traveling, uh, it is my happy place. Um, I've been dancing since I was a kid. Um, I grew up in Papua New Guinea, uh, which is a country north of Australia. And um, during, uh, I was there for 10 years and during the 90s, there wasn't a lot of things for kids to do. Um, I'm Filipino and I was part of the Filipino expat community there. And um, we had all these Filipino events and parties and uh, my mom decided to put together a group of kids and four young girls. Um, and my mum decided to, yeah, teach us choreography. I'm pretty sure the first uh, dance that we did was to this old school techno song called Short Short Man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um and, uh, yeah, so we did that for probably until we left when I was 13. So I was there for 10 years. And for about six years of that, um, we danced at all these events and parties. And I really found that I love movement and I love dancing. And um, when we came to Australia, uh, it took a little while for me to get back into it because I was a, a, as a teen, you know, yeah. trying to find my way in a, in a world where I didn't really know.
0: Yeah. And if things aren't already awkward enough. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I mean, you know, uh, in Papua New Guinea at the time, it, it, there was a civil war, a conflict zone. So oh. it was a huge kind of transition for me from living there to coming over here to Australia. So um, it took a little while. I did a lot of sport yeah. um, because my dad was like, sport is the way to go, you know. Um, but then at uni, when I went to university in Sydney, um, I found it again, really. And um, Started dancing more, yeah. yeah and
0: you mentioned um, before we started recording that you were at uni studying criminology, yeah. So okay, so you're, if you're studying criminology, <laughs> how do you find dance again? That seems a bit yeah. absurd to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: So because um, I, you know, I'm from Darwin. That's that's kind of where we we landed here in Australia. Yeah. um I did four years of high school at Darwin High School. Um, shout out to the Darwin High <laughs> peeps. Um, best school in Darwin. Um, And then I went to uni in Sydney, University of New South Wales is my alma mater. And um, I lived on campus. Um, And so uh, at New College on Anzac Parade. And um, we had a dance troupe. And so there was a few of us dancers that um, would choreograph, would compete at different um, dance comps and showcases. And that's kind of where I really like realized that I, I really love this art form and so um, I really kind of honed my skills there and 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 and, and kept at it as a as an adult um, started doing dance classes at different places um, did some classes at the city dance company um, and yeah really uh, my background is in hip-hop and latin because that's what my mum knew how to do and so that's all I really knew how to do so I remember when I was doing some dance classes in Sydney there was all these different types of dancing like contemporary and jazz and tap and I was like what is all this this is so great um but yeah so um during my 20s I didn't I didn't really have a a foundation or a, a place where um I could continue it um ongoing because I moved around a lot yeah um, so for most of my 20s, I, I, was, I, 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 work, I worked in international aid and development. Um, and so prior to actually coming here to Perth, I was living in Ghana in West Africa. Wow. Um, so I was working there for um, the Australian Youth Ambassadors for Development. And then coming here as a, an adult woman, mm. it's really hard to kind of, one, find friends. <laughs> yes. Um, to kind of find – kind of like when you find like a hairdressers. Once you found one, you kind of stick with it because they know how to handle your hair. Completely, and yeah. So I, I tried out different dance studios, but it was really through um, actually Aussie twerk was where I kind of fell into. And um, I didn't really know what twerk was about when I started. I thought it was like hip hop. I thought it was so my movements were very hip hoppy, but twerk is a whole other genre of dance that you're using body parts that you didn't even know existed um and it took me a little while and I'm a bit of of a perfectionist and I remember going um to class and going I'm not doing this right like it's not looking like what the teacher's doing so I would be really hard on myself but the reason why I kept going back to twerk is because I felt like I was part of a community
0: I yeah. That yeah, that's really nice. Um, just for people who might not know, can you go into so if it's not a part of hip hop, what sort of subgenre of dance does twerk live in?
1: Yeah, well that's that's a bit of my jam because I love culture and I love history. I'm a bit of a nerd. Love it,
0: let's um, do
1: it. <laughs> so uh twerk actually comes from West Africa and uh in it's it comes from a uh a type of Afro dancing that a lot of the tribes in West Africa perform, So it wasn't called twerk. Okay, so us yeah. so ex- us
0: a Western word that we've sort of attached yeah, to.
1: Australia. Yeah, yeah. So, um, for example, in Cote d'Ivoire or the Ivory Coast, um, there's a Mapuka tribe that uh, they say twerk actually derives from, but there's all these other West African um, tribes and communities that would perform a dance that, you know, would be low to the ground, knees jutting out, gyration movements, that they would use to um, to to celebrate uh, femininity, for a way for largely for women to come together um, to to celebrate birthdays, uh, funerals, weddings, to connect closer to their gods, uh, to to sync their menstrual cycles, um, and to 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 uh, increase, I guess, um, friendship amongst different women from from the community
0: so it was really a community no wonder you were drawn so much to it because you were looking for a community and this is definitely an art form that thank you for sharing that with me i was so unaware of so many parts of that so i really appreciate you sharing that so it was for you when you found it it's like oh this is more than just a movement yeah Yeah. it, it, it was it was it was really
1: quite exciting for me because i found that every time i went to a twerk class um for for one hour of the week or whatever it was that i started I had all these women that were really supportive of me, were like mm. number one hype gals for that just one hour and I didn't feel like they were judging me or um, had any preconceived notions about me. And yeah, I guess because as an adult woman, it's so hard to make friends, especially coming into a community that you didn't really... Know much about?
0: Yeah, and it can be really rough in
1: Perth. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we're not. I'm sorry, we're not. We're not nice.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I kept at it. I uh I I kept going back to Aussie twerk, and and after a while, um, one of my first instructors, Michaela, started a uh, her own twerk company called Perth Twerk. Cool. Um, and so when she moved to the Gold Coast, uh, one of my other uh, very good friends, Chloe. She then took over Perth Twerk and started teaching. And then it became quite big and uh, we wanted to expand. And so she decided to give me a teaching role.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That escalated very quickly. Very quickly.
1: (laughs) So um, and then I started teaching beginner Twerk classes. Um, Actually, every Thursday night I'm still doing it at Osborne Park. And I call it Back Thursdays because um, I love old school bangers and – I feel like it gives people a sense of nostalgia and, and fun and enjoyment and takes them back to a time where they're probably really drunk and probably twerking already <laughs> um, at some point in their lives. So that's kind of um, how I formed a bit of a community for my own um, on Thursday nights. So, yeah, so I guess from there I, I just kind of realised that, you know, like the balesque community, um, I wanted a platform for people to perform twerk. Mm. And showcase that twerk is an art form and is a legitimate dance form. So that's how I kind of was felt compelled and also wanted to uh, create twerk noir, which is more um, twerk performance and um, showcasing twerk, uh, and I guess also talking about the history and culture of twerk and educating people that it's not just booty shaking and you know hypersexualization of women.
0: Yes, completely. And, and like following on from that, is it something that you found really difficult to get onto stages and for people to take seriously? Because I know that like in music, which is like, which is my background, it's like classical music. Yes. Very wanky, very whatever. And then, and then suddenly they rank everything. All of the genres get subgenres, and you go down and down and down. Whereas I don't really see music like that. I see that all music is valid and like should be accepted. Is it a bit difficult to get people to take twerk seriously?
1: I think at first people... It wasn't that people didn't take it seriously. I think people didn't know much about it. Yeah. And uh, I guess they only saw twerk in like music videos and um, seeing women just shake their booties and didn't really um, appreciate that there's a lot more into um, putting together twerk choreography or um, putting together a show that uh, is all twerk based because it's a lot of – it's, it's it's difficult dance to perform, and I'm constantly injured or I have bruises <laughs> on my knees and parts of my body that I didn't even know was there. Yeah. Um. But I think I think more so in the last couple of years, people are more open to it. Yeah. And I really do thank the burlesque community here in Perth for accepting us and and welcoming us into into their community because. Um, without the burlesque community and um, realizing that we are also women that want to express our creativity in a in a in a way that um, reflects who we are, um, yeah, without them we wouldn't be. I wouldn't be here talking to you. Yes, I love the Perth <laughs>
0: burlesque community. They're, they're definitely ones to to take in um, art forms and genres and be like, yeah, you're valid and you can exist here. Yeah, we'll like we'll let you in. We'll give you a spot on stage. It's yeah. always so incredibly good and empowering. What does go into um choreographing a routine? You've mentioned a couple of times that you're like you have bruises on places you didn't even realize <laughs> it could be bruised. And I'm like, where? Tell me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Explain.
1: So I guess with twerk, uh, it's a lot of um, especially when you're doing uh a, a lot of floor work, mm. um, there's you're using your knees a lot. So either you're using your knees and slamming your knee to the ground. Uh, or you, you have contact with the floor. So there's all the – I have bruises up and down my legs most mm. of the time. Sometimes when we choreograph and we slap our butts and then all of a sudden there's like a handprint there that lasts like <laughs> four or five days. That is
0: an impressive slap. Yes,
1: yes. You just get so into it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's one of those dances that is very high energy. And I think um, with, with, with dancing it, you, you're a two-minute routine – Feels like a five-minute hip-hop <laughs> routine. Yes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very high cardio and we always tell our students that in a twerk class, you burn probably five to 700 calories in an hour. <laughs> um, so a lot of people do come back for that. So it's, I'm all about accidental exercise. Like I'm not a <laughs> gym-goer or anything like that. So I, I think that's another reason why I stuck to it because I've never been more fit in my life. <laughs>
0: accidental exercise. Ex- accidental
1: exercise the way to go. So
0: good. That's the, I think that's the only way that I do it. <laughs> Anytime yeah. I come off stage being like, oh, I'm sweaty. I think, okay, that's it. Thank yep. you. Good job, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your performances with Twerk Noir, obviously, is this something as you've gone, okay, I want a separate space um that is run by more women of color it sounds like where the name comes from or like what's the idea behind that tell me all about it okay cool uh, okay cool you got, you got so you got so <laughs> giddy just then for everyone who can't like see your beautiful face I'm like yes this is the right question yeah. let's go
1: um well I guess moving like moving forward from what I was saying about where twerk comes from um Lizzo actually has a really good TED talk about twerk history and twerk culture and and um, that was released last year as a TED Talk, and I do encourage everyone to, to go listen to that um, because twerk has a, a rich history um, that has so many intersectionalities with black history, yeah. queer history, music history, um, you know, colonialist and imperialist history. Yeah. So um, I guess after uh, when it was the black people of West Africa, due to the advent of colonialization and, and, and slavery, they were taken um, to what we now call as the West Indies mm. um, in the Caribbean Sea so as slaves. So um, with people, culture moves. So they took their culture with them and, uh, and wanted to practise that and remain close to, to their culture and their land and, and their identity and belonging. But because the Afro dancing and the what we now call as twerking, um, didn't align with Western Christian values that yeah, were, yeah. um, yeah, that were being practiced quite religiously and strictly in those countries at the time. Um, they it went underground because, uh, I guess the, the, the white colonialist, um, regimes that were controlling these, these islands and these, in these communities thought that twerk would provoke the sentiments and the the the, the uh um uh the the what, what, what's the word that the um provoke like men's the, oh, um desires, like, desires once and, again we've come back to like yes.
0: the same thing which always seems to be like it's the it's the white gaze that has decided that this is a sexual <laughs> act and it's like no one said it was sexual no. except you right yeah. now yeah. Yeah. yeah so and men of course can't control themselves exactly yeah. so
1: so it went underground kind of like um, dance hall. The reason why dance hall is called dance hall is because the black people um, in Jamaica were um, were prohibited from dancing it in public um, and if they did they would be shot, persecuted, taken to jail, all sorts of, of awful things. So like dance hall, twerk or afro dancing went underground. Um, and then I guess Again, due, due to the advent of of migration and and also slavery, um, some of the, the these black people in in the West Indies moved to what we now call as the Deep South of of the United States, yeah. um, uh, from the Gulf of Mexico all the way to the south southern tip of Florida. Um, so the the black people from the West Indies when they went there, they um, they interacted with other cultures. Um, you know, black people straight from Africa. The culture that was being, um, you know, or that was kind of progressing in, in the United States at the time. They, they had influences from Latin cultures, yeah. from the First Nations uh, cultures that were already in the United States. Of course, yeah. um, and through that amalgamation and mixtures of cultures, we then see music changing. You know, with the you know with the advent of the blues mm. and R and B yeah. and and hip hop and all um, jazz forms, which yes, of course were all written by um by R- black Americans. Yeah. yeah, and that's why they call it the blues because it's sad because they <laughs> yeah. went through some real bad stuff. Yeah, <laughs> really bad stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I said, culture moves and 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 with with music evolving, dances evolve as well. And I guess. Over time, um, what we now see as twerk really came from the bounce era um, of the late of the early 80s to the early 80s to the early 90s. So if you look at some of the music that came from the bounce era, it wasn't poetry. It was more like move, shake, drop, doof, 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 like, you know, just that kind of music. And you see more people and particularly more women dancing twerk
0: and oh, moving yeah.
1: their bodies according to the beat. Um, and then with the rise of hip-hop, we see a lot of um, uh, rappers, mostly male rappers, hiring women of colour to dance in their videos. Um, and so that was the, you know, the rise of the quote-unquote video hoes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but then I guess with more women being empowered, particularly black women of colour in the United States being empowered, to not just be um, the back... Ground dancers or the backup dancers, they also wanted to sing and express themselves. So, uh, in the late nineties, we see on Vogue and TLC mm, yes. and, and Whitney, and um, and they were not only the subject of of the videos, and they they were the stars. So they then started employing women to dance for them, Missy yes. Elliott, you know, yes. so Little Kim. Oh my God, hundred
0: yeah, <laughs> percent. Yeah, these huge names. Yeah, yeah
1: that really um, were the pioneers of. Uh, of of black women hip hop artists and rappers um, that really gave rise to people like Megan Thee Stallion now mm. and Doja Cat and Swaydi and Lato that not only sing and rap and do all those great things but they also twerk too. Yeah. So really, it, it's been an evolution of of all these amazing cross sections of of history and culture and and even um queer history. A lot of um, the first people that really popularized twerk were um people from the LGBTIQA plus community. So it sounds
0: like a lot of stuff would have intersected with the ballroom community yes, absolutely. Uh, in, in New York and things yes. throughout the ladies in late eighties and nineties. Absolutely.
1: Well. Yeah. Um one of the biggest um proponents of twerk was is Big Frida. Yes. Um and so she has been um she was she it has said, has been said to really popularize twerk and has allowed twerk to become mainstream. Mm. Um, there's a, there was also a group of women called the Twerk Team in the United States that were the first uh, group that would tour with all the rappers, Big Rap, all the Littles. <laughs> I call them the Littles. <laughs> all there's the li- Littles. All the Littles. All the little, um, you know, uh, uh, Lil Wayne, um, Drake. Uh, John, uh, yeah, <laughs> little John, Forever, all the, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, and but but there but we do have to pay homage to Miley Cyrus, even though a lot of people do attribute the the popularization of twerk to her. Um, it was because she performed it at a uh, Video Music Awards in the late two thousands. Mm. We see we we've, um, we've seen a rise in twerk classes. So I guess with Miley saying that you know you can twerk too. Yeah. Um it it really empowered women to wanna explore what this new dance form is and one of the things that Chloe who I who is the founder of Perth twerk she talks a lot about um how uh, twerk really is a way to kind of shake things off and, um, mm. you know, lo- you know, vibrations and energy and you, your kind of pelvic areas where you hold a lot of your trauma and a lot of your stress for women. Yeah. So shaking that um, area is a really way to reduce stress or relieve stress. And I do really believe in that because after a twerk class or a twerk performance, I feel really energized. Yes. Even if I'm having the worst day, um, going and shaking it off with a bunch of women that really do want to celebrate you even for just an hour of the day is really quite um it's it's quite beautiful
0: it also makes a lot of sense linking back to something you said at the beginning of your incredible history lesson (laughs) which is that it no I I think it's amazing that it um was a way to sync menstrual cycles Mm. and to help with pain in those areas it makes a lot of sense to be like yes okay well that's where a lot of cis women hold their trauma then Mm -hmm. this is a way to to literally shake it off and to get rid of it it makes yeah of course it makes a lot of sense it is interesting though that it seems like with um, Miley Cyrus bringing it into, quote, unquote, uh, more mainstream mm. popularity that it took somebody who's white to unfortunately get it out of the fight y- yes. and uh, bring it into a mainstream audience, yeah. which seems to happen, Quite unfortunately, a bit. all too often. Yes. Um,
1: but in saying that, I think that's the reason why I've called it twerk noir. Yes. Because noir is black mm-hmm. in French. And so for me, it, it it it's a way for me to pay homage to where it comes from because I'm – I'm not a black person, I'm Filipino, I'm a person of colour, um, but I, I, I want to respect where it comes from and especially because I am profiting from it in a lot of ways. Yeah. I want to sh- make sure that I'm not appropriating culture, but I'm using twerk as a way to educate and to bring people together with respect to where it comes from. Yeah, so cool. um, So that's why it's called Twerk Noir. That's
0: incredible. Oh, <laughs> no, I love that so much. Um, we're going to stop for a quick break. And we are back. I am still – I I am still – I still have the pleasure of being joined by (laughs) by Nia from the creative director of Twerk Noir. And before we went to break, we were talking about the establishment and the history behind Twerk and why you chose the name Twerk Noir. And what I really like to get into is the people, the classes, the performances, Mm -hmm. what the day-to-day looks like for you now. Having established that history, having um, drawn a brilliant line in the sand, being like, I am not going to be appropriative. I'm here to appreciate And to celebrate, which I love. So how does that look when you have a brand new batch of students? Do you go, okay, sit down. Class Mm -hmm. number one, history. Yeah. Um,
1: I actually started doing that with my Perth twerk classes. So one of the things that, um, I really love about the history of twerk is that it's often the women would would be in a circle Mm. and the men would be, uh, around them playing the, the drums and that would be the beat that they would dance to. Um, so we start the class by sitting in a circle yep. um, and, you know, we get to know each other, especially if it's the very first class. And then I, I go through the history of twerk. <laughs> Pens and papers. <laughs> yeah. We're here to learn yeah. a lesson. Yeah. yeah, good. Because I think it's really important for people to know where it comes from and uh, the value of knowing, knowing that. Because a lot of oh, particularly women uh, would, would come up to me and say, I'm not black. I can't twerk, or I don't have a booty, I can't twerk, Mm. and all these like kind of preconceived notions and assumptions that you have of twerk. So it's good to um, let them know that it's not about having a booty. It's not about being a black person. It's about celebrating um, and empowering one another and and connecting because I think as much as we are so connected today with technology, sometimes it's good to connect in person. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I go through a bit of history of of, of twerk. Um, I don't go through the whole thing in the first class. I do bits and pieces, <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I do I, I do start that in my twerk noir performance courses as well. Um, but when there's uh, when we have a group of people that have been you know coming to the classes for quite a while, I don't just repeat the same thing. So one of the things I like doing in classes when I call it Nia talk shit. <laughs> Group. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just like, you guys need to stop me, okay? You're not here for, like, a course on twerk history. No, You're you here to dance. it a little bit. <laughs> but so I, I speak for five to ten minutes maybe. But um, I have themes. So, for example, um, I would theme uh, 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 my talk around Black History Month. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I would talk about the hypersexualization of women. Why is it that when women twerk, it's always hypersexualized? It's because of the way we move? Is it the, the music that we dance to? What is it? So we kind of explore that. Um, we talk about, uh, I guess, um, you know, the intersectionalities with all those histories as well. So I try to kind of draw on different um, facets of twerk history and twerk culture and emphasize that and theme different yeah. classes. Um, and one of the things that in every class they do is an acknowledgement of country.
0: Yes, of course.
1: Um, And I've never been to a dance class ever that has ever done that before. And I think visibility is key. You can't be what you can't see. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important that even as dancers and performers, we need to acknowledge the country in which we're standing on. Um, And so I I felt more empowered to do that when I saw that Ed Sheeran did it in his concerts here in Australia. And I said, well, if, if he's doing it, then why can't, at every every event, at every performance, at every class, we do this because, um, you know, our First Nations people, our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander brothers and sisters and communities here in Australia um, have been fighting for equality and equity. And so I think even if there's even if there is no Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander person in the room, I think it's it's valuable to do so. But if there is someone, then they feel seen. Mm. So that's why. That's
0: one way you can extend safety as oh, well. absolutely. And, and as artists, it's so incredibly important, too, because to act and to play and to perform on these lands of um, First Nations people is is a, a privilege. privilege. It's <laughs> a huge privilege. So to like to actually to announce that to people that yeah. I do it even if it's just to myself before I sing in any show, mm. it's, it's like I know where I am, I know what land I'm about to sing on, and my God, aren't I lucky yeah. <laughs> to be able to do oh, so. Absolutely. Um so I really appreciate you doing that. That's really yeah. special. And, and it must be really special for the class too, because it is like a way to promote safety. Oh, absolutely
1: cultural safety, yeah. cultural understanding. Um, and I think for me, um, you know, I found out recently that um here, here in Perth, and I, I'm sure they're doing it in other places, but when people get their Austral- do their Australian citizenship ceremony, mm. afterwards, there would be a welcome to country by traditional elders, which yeah. I think is absolutely amazing. Because when I went through my Austral- Australian citizenship ceremony, it was at Palmerston Shopping Centre oh. in Darwin. And I was just so relieved that my friends couldn't see me because I thought it was really embarrassing. Yeah. but. And and one of the things I think is is really quite a shame is I didn't really know ma- much about Aboriginal history or culture when I came here. Mm. You know, I was 13 years old. I didn't learn it in high school. I didn't really learn it at uni. It was my first job uh, with Save the Children up in Kananara that I realised what a rich um, culture and history we have in this country. And it was through working with the Mirawangadjurung people up in, in the Kimberleys mm. That I felt more connected, and more. Um, I guess I, as someone who is a third culture kid, yeah. um, I I related to that uh, loss of identity and belonging. And you know, as an adult now, I'm Filipino, but I've never experienced living in the Philippines as an adult person. And I have this longing to go back there and and connect with with my people. Yeah. And so I I can relate when I was working with the young people up in Cananara. You know that, that confusion of, of who am I? Yeah. Where do I belong? So, um, and and I think through and I've uh, Perth is the longest place I've lived in as an adult. Mm-hmm. I've been here for eight years, and it was only through I guess, um, you know, being part of the Noongar community and particularly the Wajak people here and in this beautiful budja that we're very blessed to be living in, mm-hmm. that um, I felt um a sense of connection. Um, and I felt really welcome. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where I wish everyone has the opportunity to learn because I, 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 I traveled a lot through my twenties and everywhere I went, they were like, oh, you're Aussie, like your beer drinking culture and on and, and uh, I didn't have, yeah. I didn't have, I guess the, the knowledge at the time to go, there's more to us than that, yeah you know? But now, being here and having been here for quite a while and being really quite connected to some of the communities that have really embraced me, I wish I had those words to be able to explain, actually, we have the longest surviving
0: yeah, culture, culture in the world in yeah. the world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much more and, um, and you know and, and that's why. One of the things that I I did as training here in Perth is how to do an acknowledgement of country, Mm -hmm. because I think that's really important that everyone has that skill.
0: Especially when you're running a space um, and not just a a teaching space, but a performance space as well, because that's vital information that you're passing on to people. But yeah, like we were saying, it's all about creating safety. So the other ways that um, Twerk Noir would create safety, so there's cultural safety. What about um, body safety? So it's um, obviously a very Western idea that the only people who are allowed to twerk are with teeny tiny waists <laughs> and big, big butts. And I understand that that is something that white people have pushed onto dance Mm -hmm. form because obviously when it was happening in the west indies that is not the top priority was Mm -hmm. not about like "Mm, you can't dance today you've not got the right shape but like that's obviously not how it would go yeah but how do you deal with that because a lot of people who would come into your classes would still be whitewashed for want of a better word into believing this
1: um i talk about um so i did some training with um the twerk technicians so they are a, a, a studio that uh, promotes twerk and twerk, art, twerk as an art form um, as part of uh, uh, Vertical Joes, which is a pole dancing studio in Atlanta, Georgia. Amazing. So I, I trained with them. And one of the things that they they said to me was there are four types of booties in this world and there's only four. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Tell so me what they th- are. Yep, so there's that. bottom booty. So that means that your booty, most of your booty on the bottom. Okay which I'm a bottom booty. Okay. There's top booties, so the, a lot of the booties are on top. There's side booties, so s- around your thigh area. Mm-hmm. And then there's the bubble butts. So we love hate the bubble butts because they're perfectly <laughs> round. So, yeah. um, so I tell people this um, and say everyone can twerk. There's only four types of booties in this world at the moment that we know of. <laughs> yes. And I walk around diagnosing. <laughs>
0: get them out. I want to yeah, see. Wanna I want to categorize. Yeah. And then
1: there's, and one of the things that I, I say in, in the class as we start is don't compare yourself to the person next to you. Yeah. Because that will be the bane of your existence mm. in anything really. Yeah, totally. um, so if your butt is, or your booty is moving completely different, um, doing the same movement, it's because they have a different type of booty. Mm. So for me, a motor booty, which is when you are like just shaking, complete like shaking it up and down. Yeah. It's a lot easier for me because I've got you know the su- like the the support of gravity, and most <laughs> of my booty so let's go. is just yeah. going. Um, whereas someone who's a top booty, it, they have to move their hips a bit more to get their booty to move. So, ah. so the different uh, twerk moves, it looks um, it, it w- would work better or looks different with every type of booty that that would do it. So. That's why I talk about the four types of booties because yeah. anyone can twerk and there's different types of techniques. Um, and we break that down and um, really give people, um, I guess, the opportunity to practice, I guess. And also, twerk is one of those um, dances where you really have to believe that you can do it.
0: Yes, it's all in your head. It's, all, it's in all in your head, head. yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but the other thing that I would love to see in the twerk classes is more men. And, <laughs> and more yeah more men more people of, of color um, more people from the LGBTIQA plus communities um, as someone who is queer mm. myself I I would love for um, yeah to for for anyone to practice it because it's an art form that anyone can do mm. so it's just because women do it doesn't mean that men can't do it too yeah. or you know I Cis men can do it, trans men can do it, trans women, anyone yeah. can do it. And it's more just a way to connect, build community, feel good about yourself for like a little bit and um, get the support and admiration for what you're doing on the spot.
0: Yeah, totally. For yeah, like for something <laughs> that, your, that your body can do. And by the sounds of it, that um, because it seems to be like no real way to mess it up or nope. to be incorrect. Na- so this is something that your body is doing in a unique way that probably only your body can do. Exactly, and like, oh, that is an interesting shape, and that is really cool. Yeah, <laughs>
1: absolutely. Um, but it's it's. I think I think twerk is one of those dances that um, really celebrates um, body positivity. Mm. You know, um, the the people that come through our classes they're all different shapes, sizes, um, and the thing is, practice does make. Yeah, <laughs> I I often tell um, my students that there's some videos on my Instagram that I would like to delete. <laughs> Thank you very much. Don't scroll too far, yeah, because then you would wonder why I'm teaching. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, oh, but no. that shows progress. So, yeah. so yeah, so that's why. Um, so we do a lot of filming, um, in class as well because yeah. when you're dancing twerk, you're not facing the audience. Like your face isn't facing the audience. Your booty's facing the audience. You have no idea what's going on in the back. (laughs) So half the time, the people, my students are like, I don't, I can't, I can't feel it. I'm like, it's doing it. You just can't see it. So we film for each other just to track progress and Mm. to see that, yeah, it's actually doing what it's meant to be doing. You just can't see it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And that obviously would be another way for people to become like more comfortable with themselves in those spaces too. Cause it's like, well, I'm filming it. Okay. That's, that's what I look like. Yeah, Great. And that like, I'm not saying that is like, it's an extremely positive or extremely negative. It's just a fact. This is what it looks like in that moment. It's neither good or bad. And now we continue on. Yeah. 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 And, um, I've
1: had some newbies in the class, this term that, um, I've, (laughs) I don't want to like, call her out but I've, I've got this <laughs> student ads who's never who's never twerked before never performed publicly before and I remember it was like midnight because I'm a night person mm. she sent me a message and said I'm in love with my booty I'm in love with my butt yes. and I was like so am I sis so <laughs> am I um so that it's is a strange message to get at yeah, midnight yeah but I, yeah I yeah anyway. um but it's one of those things where I just that that's why I do it you know I I I work for me has given me the body confidence that I never thought I ever had
0: yeah
1: um, I guess growing up um, in so many different places I'm always comparing myself to other people and trying to just fit in for safety right of course um, yeah. I would mask I guess my queerness I would mask my ethnicity mm. just to fit in. Yeah. Especially I remember,
0: coming from a conflict zone. Yeah. It has been incredibly difficult.
1: I remember um, I was probably in year nine or year 10 and I realized that my people were, um, you know, the goths and the emos mm. in, in, in my, in, in Darwin high school. So I decided to wear all black, but the, but the t-shirt that my mom got me from Big W had like blue glitter all <laughs> over it. Yeah. And so I didn't fit in, but you know, those things that you do as a, as a kid or as someone who has always felt a little bit like the other Mm. all the time. Um, so it was only because of twerk that I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty fucking hot.
0: Yes. (laughs) And it's so good to hear, um, hear like a full progression story of, from those moments of being I just want to be invisible to being like, I am going to have my entire ass out. Yeah. And you're <laughs> yeah. going to eat it up. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I don't know, It's a I think it's a bloody triumph. I know. <laughs> so and,
1: and I love it when um, people, my students come to class and they're fully clothed. And um, and they're like, oh, it's not jiggling. And I'm like, that's because you're wearing clothing. Yeah. Um, you're wearing active wear that's meant to suck everything in mm. and compress everything. You need to free the booty and let the jiggle just do its thing. And then I love how every week you can see people just like either asking me where do I get my booty shorts or they start wearing just, you know, pajamas or like bikinis before they actually buy twerk wear. Yeah. And just, you know, stripping off and and, and just yes. just going for it.
0: Great. i got to say like that's really good too because so many different forms of exercise or dance it's like you've got to have the ballet shoes, you've got to mm. have all of this where you've got to outlay hundreds of dollars before you can actually participate in the thing. But it's great to be like – come in your undies, come yeah. in your pajamas. I don't care. I yeah. just want to see some jiggle. Yeah. I don't care how I see it.
1: I know. And I, am um, one of, um, my friends last year, she, uh, she, she didn't want to, to expose her booty at all. And I think she did like three or four courses with us. And I remember she bought her first, um, pair of twerk wear and, um, she was so self-conscious, but, she looked amazing and i remember her just staring at her butt in the mirror after class and she's like i can't believe i look so good <laughs> and i'm like yeah man like it's amazing so i love it when you just see the confidence and 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 how it really does make you feel good about yourself yeah. and there's so many things in this world that, that doesn't make us feel good about ourselves mm. um and one of the things that really i never thought i'd do is i do a bit of photography modeling mm. And no way in hell I would have thought 20-whatever years ago that I would be doing this at 35.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was sure. like, I would
1: never be a model.
0: Like, why, like, who would want to
1: look at me, you yeah, know? Like, you spent
0: so long trying to be invisible, trying to be safe, that it's just like I, you can't tell her. Yeah. You could not tell her that this is what you'd be doing. Yeah.
1: And it's just – and so it's one of those things where you, I, I, I want to pay that feeling forward Yeah, because if I feel good – and this and if i feel this good it has to feel this good for someone else right
0: Definitely.
1: um so and and i i have seen that and so that's why I want to keep doing it and I want to give that opportunity for people to really express themselves in ways that they've never thought possible.
0: Yeah, which all seems to be a beautiful and direct lovely circle back to the cultural links that twerk was all about to begin with was about a, a feeling mm, yeah, which of, is of connection, a feeling of connection and a feeling of making people feel good and a feeling of community, which yeah. is so incredibly awesome and also a really lovely way <laughs> To wrap up this chat, I could talk to you forever. I know. (laughs) I can't believe it's been an hour. I know. I know. We've smashed through this so quickly. But I can't thank you enough for um, for for chatting with me today. Could you let everyone know all of your social media handles? Okay.
1: So please follow us on um, Instagram at twerknoir.xo. And because I'm such a nerd, my personal
0: (laughs) kind of of artist
1: profile is at babypinknachoskenobi.
0: Okay. Okay that's the best <laughs> kenobi is in mr obi-wan yes my course. dog is
1: Obi- we're the kenobi so my my pup at the moment well forever i hope his name is obi-wan i'm a
0: massive star wars fan that's so good i'll have to get another episode <laughs> just to talk about your dog yes <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today no, I had you, an absolutely amazing time thank you wa expose is an independent production Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlet and M Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlet.com forward slash WA Exposé.
1: Special events.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I've never had that happen. You were hired to dance at special events. I don't know what that was. Please continue on with your story. I'm just not going to ever touch any buttons ever again. Made it sound like a joke. No, was hired not it. was hired to dance at special events. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.